from AMUG 2021 in Orlando, Florida on Thursday, May 6th in the Orange Main Stage Ballroom during the last session of the week. This is the Dindrite AMUG Wrap-Up. The lively roundtable session included leaders across the additive manufacturing ecosystem featuring Anthony Graves of HP, Ben Farrar with Carpenter Additive, Michelle Bachman of 3D Control Systems, David Tucker with Forecast 3D, Jen Farello of HP, Kristen Mulherin, and Rachel Dalton-Taggart of Dindrite. I was honored to moderate this panel, and we also included special guests from the room while answering questions and reflecting on each other's related AMUG 2021 highlights. We're here at AMUG 2021. Michelle, I think everybody could hear you now. How's everything going over there? It's great. We just uh, wrapped up a long week at AMUG, had a lot of fun in the evenings and spent days in uh, in uh, the expo area learning more and more about products. So it's been a great week. Cool. Awesome. And uh, Kristen, how are you doing over there? Are you able to uh, get your mic going? Everything sounding good? Yeah, I think so. Um, you guys hear me okay? Yeah, sounds um, good. Yeah, I think I think for me this week, the... Um, you know, my, I get the most value, I think, out of just talking to people um, at the different sessions that are or not non-sessions, you know, lunch, uh, dinner, casino night, uh, the amusement park. Um, and I think uh, it's, it's interesting because a lot of actually several of the people that are here, um, I think, were some of my favorite things. I got a lot of demos this week um, of some pretty cool software, and I thought that was pretty cool. So um, was, the Twicket guys showed me this new software they're launching on uh, latticing. Um, I got Michelle's, uh, demo on, on her product, her new product that's coming out. Um, and, uh, and then of course the, uh, the, um, uh, HP guys, uh, Philip give a great demo on the UBM. So it was, it was fun to see all these things in action. Awesome. And I know we got Shannon on stage now. Shannon, can you hear us? I, it sounds good. Yep. Awesome to hear that. Are you here, Shannon? Are you in the in the building? <laughs> I am. I am. I just ran upstairs to answer some emails. This is literally the first session I've had since it started that I didn't have my own session happening. So Awesome. Well, glad you could join us up here for a little while. We are sitting in the orange room, which was the main presentation room of AMUG 2021. And of course, this is the end of the uh, the session. So we're just wrapping up here with this group to talk a little bit about what happened and our own experience with AMUG 2021. And Dindrite had the spot here, so we're happy to have them put this on for us and able to talk a little bit more about what happened and our uh, enjoyment of the whole week. It's been wild. I mean, AMUG in itself, uh, obviously, it was canceled last year because of uh, this thing called the pandemic we're all going through. But uh, now here we are, you know, and it's been amazing. I had a lot of thoughts about what this would be like, and I was thinking maybe it wouldn't be or feel like an AMUG, but I don't know about the rest of you, but it sure has felt like AMUG to me. It's been a great week. A lot of great people, a lot of great presentations, a lot of great talks. Yeah, even the excursion. Wow, right? Surprised us with Universal Studios. Had a great time out there, and it's just been about connecting and talking with people and really... uh what we do is push the industry forward and share what we know, share our knowledge, and try to build our community. And the community has felt like a community here at AMUG, so it's good to good to have that. And I know we have Ben on stage, too, who's just setting up. I don't know if you're ready or not yet, buddy. But uh, Yeah, I'm good to go. The power bank's in. All right. So uh, how how things been for you, Ben? Yeah, I think it's been uh, been a really good week. I, I always like these things, right, because when people come together, you get that feeling of positivity from the industry. And certainly the one thing that stayed with me from this week, from everyone I talked to, whether it be service bureaus or machine tool manufacturers, was the fact that coming out of the pandemic, people are well positioned in their organizations and are seeing good opportunities and growth, right? And not necessarily from the markets that we were used to, right? We always used to, within additive and especially metal, have a focus on 
aero and medical. This week, I've heard more about oil and gas, transportation, energy than I ever have before at one of these events. So uh, it's a really positive sign for the industry. Yeah, and I guess uh, what did you notice? I guess also what I've noticed this year as far as like, of course, international travel was not available. So we're missing our international colleagues. But we do have say. We do have some in the house. Yeah, the guys from Twicket managed to get in. They found yeah. some loophole. There you and go. Over here. In the they house. Also got their They're vaccine. sitting in the audience here along with about 500 other people. <laughs> We're here in the Orange Ballroom having a good time, wrapping up AMUG 2021 to talk about uh, our experiences here. And I, I see Rachel over there, and you've organized this, and so thank you very much. Uh, how, was, uh, how was your thoughts on what happened this week, Rachel? Oh, she's holding on. There we go. There Sorry. she is. Welcome, all right. Rachel. Welcome, Rachel. All right. For all, the, for all the hundreds of people that are here, um, if you're wondering why I'm wearing sunglasses indoors, it's because they're my Bose headset, and they are really awesome, except they are sunglasses, so I'm sitting here with these on. Um, a note from our sponsor, I, Bose, Bose Eyewear. It's a, <laughs> right. So um, AMUG has been amazing. Um, it's been crazy. And one of the things that actually has been positive or a positive that came out of a negative, the negative was that none of the big OEMs turned up. And, right. you know, so we're missing, you know, SLM, 3D Systems, Stratasys, EOS. But one of the things that's been really good, and I've been sort of talking to a lot of the OEMs that are here, all the exhibitors, is that the lack of, of those big established companies has meant that there has been much more sunlight on the smaller vendors, right, because they're not being overshadowed. And um, so I think that's been very, very positive. Yeah, we've got about half the people here, slightly less than half that would normally turn up, right, but those that half really sort of saw a lot of new companies and a lot of different companies as opposed to just being, uh, you know, looking at the big companies. And so I think that's been a really good positive for this event. Those are some great points. It, it has been. It's been something uh, a little bit smaller. And that was my point with the international travel. We also saw less of the... Oop, you're absolutely right. All right. Great point there, Rachel. And for those that couldn't hear me, I was talking while on mute, as usual. But uh, no, we we're just talking a little bit. I was saying a little bit about the international travel relating to also what happened with some of the bigger companies that aren't here, but also made it a nice, uh, you know, really nice uh, snug community of people really getting to chat a little more than usual because uh, not so large. So that's been nice. Uh, yeah. How's it going over there, David? No, I, I completely agree about the, you know, the company size. That was the thing I wanted to really comment on is, I mean, really the value in this group is the interactions between the you know, different users. Not a large company just try to get some pizzazz and you know, position products, but really it's the relationships that you build with people. That's really the core of, you know, the core of the event. I think I spoke with more people around real business development and real like innovation here and, you know, like how, how to advance the technology than I have in, you know, previous years with a smaller conference. It's cool. Yeah, it's true. How about you, Andrew? How's it going over there? It's good. It's good. I, I would agree. This is my first AMUG. Um, but just the, not necessarily the sessions themselves, but being able to connect with colleagues, um, just people that you've been talking to through email and, you know, virtually for a while, um, and then coming back and, and then just running into people that you have common interest in or a connection has been awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it's been really fun this week, I think, bumping into, you know, there's all these people that you only know them from, you know, the neck up. And the thing that I found really funny is um, everyone's a different height than I expected them to be. Like, people I thought were tall or short and vice versa. Um, <laughs> it's been really weird. <laughs> I thought it felt like a high school reunion. Oh, like, totally. We, totally. we totally. hadn't seen each other in so long. It's like, 
can, you know, and then the, the awkwardness in the first interaction was like, do you shake hands? Mm-hmm. Do you just nod your head? Do you give them a fist bump, an elbow bump? You know, what is, what is the, uh, the right way to address someone? And then you just catch up. I, l- I like, liked the, the level of mask wearing. Um, yes. Dropped dramatically for the first day because <laughs> we realized we're all just in the soup together. Yeah. And a bunch of people, a lot of people were vaccinated. So I think the majority of the people I talked to were. That is true. It's uh, It's been wild. I uh, hope uh, everybody comes out of this healthy, but it seems like at least the vaccinations were there. There were a lot of precautions made, but we've always get, gotten a little loose over the week. Uh, but at the same time, I think for the most part, people have paid attention to the protocols out there and all the hand sanitizers and all that good stuff. But it made for a bit of a, a different AMUG, but I felt like it was AMUG because... Uh, We've had communities here in the past, and you feel like you're with the community, and I felt that at this particular event. So um, for that, I'm grateful because uh, it's, a, it's a wrapping up now, as we all can see, that are here in the, the ballroom. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it's been a heck of a week. So uh, just happy to be here. Now, Jen, how you doing over there? You're not on? Okay. We'll, we'll leave you alone then. She's hanging out on her Facebook. All right. All right. Well, you Wrong know. app. So anybody from the audience have any questions? If you want to raise your hand, you can come up on here and, and join us on stage. Uh, we'd love to talk to you, uh, hang out a bit. And if you also uh, want to press the uh, plus button at the bottom of the screen, you could add more people to the room or ping some people in here, and we'll continue the conversation for a while. We just wanted to touch base and wrap up the event this way, kind of having a nice conversation about what's going to do. Would you like to come over and grab the microphone and talk a little bit? All right. We have someone from the audience here in the room, in the ballroom. Uh, it is Paulina. Oh, Pepperkin from Twicket. And uh, we're going to give her the microphone. Hold on. Oh, she's got uh, the second microphone here. How you doing, Paulina? Hi. So awesome to be here. Very happy to see everybody as well. Um, so a few years ago, uh, I, it was all about new materials, new materials, new materials. Then, thank you. Then... Um, you know, a, a couple of years ago, it was all about metals. We saw metals popping up everywhere. What do you guys think is the hottest thing in additive right now? What is everybody talking about? Great question. Hottest thing in additive. Um, who wants to grab that one? Michelle? There's a lot of people talking about David? I, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, sure. I actually think that that's probably, and it might be because I used to work at HP, so everyone wants my opinion. So it might be my my own like bias because I was, you know, I know a lot about area wide printing and powder bed fusion technologies, but that's at least seventy percent of what people talk to me about. That and software, you know, what kind of software? It seems like there's like fifty. MES companies <laughs> that are all in the same space. It is, and we were and like I, in a triangle where I could see all of us. And it was nice because we're all fairly small companies and talking to each other. And Twicket's here, and you know, and Octum is here, and Three Year Mine, and Link 3D, and I'm sure there are some more that I'm think I'm forgetting. But it's that workflow management. Yeah, that's kind of boils down to the manufacturing side of it, right? You know, we're we're additive manufacturing. When you got a manufacturing execution system and MES, it means uh, you're in the big game now, right? So uh, th- that's where the growth is coming, and it's a it's a sign of the times that we're coming of age in additive manufacturing. Uh, once again, this is another way we're riding right now um but yeah the software side's been huge this year you know see all the um the SPACs out there too i mean i never knew that what that was before this year there's been a lot of acquisitions and things that uh help bring money into the game and help grow the industry so that's been a 
Very interesting to see, and uh, I guess that was reflected on the floor today with the amount of MES systems that are there, but it's a good sign of the times. We're growing. It's happy to see that, and uh, it's happy to see the growth. Uh, anyone out there from the stage that want to come up and talk a little bit, go ahead and raise your hand and come on up, and uh, we'll bring you up. Oh, we got Greg Waters coming up, inviting him as a speaker. All right, Greg, how you doing from England? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm, I've got to tell you, I'm massively, massively jealous of all of you being at a conference right now. Wait till um, you hear more about Universal Studios. Uh-oh. <laughs> that was going to be my question. No lines. No, I'm, I'm really interested to find out, actually, just with with a lot of the bigger vendors not attending, just how it kind of affected the dynamic. Was it, was it when it, when you're saying no EOS, no SLM, that kind of thing, was it more startups or was it just other companies where they wouldn't normally be occupying the middle of the room? And what, how did that affect the week and how it went for everybody? Anybody want to attack that? Who we got? You know, I think it was actually more about like, outcomes of printers than about speeds and feeds of printers is yeah. kind of, you know, cause like every, these smaller companies are, they're trying to build businesses with different capabilities, with different customer bases. And so it's like, you get really deeper, like application discussions. And I think that sometimes like OEMs and like larger companies, like they try to talk applications because I, you know, I think <laughs> that that's the best way to talk about your products, but um, it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, it's a stretch. So you, you know, smaller companies typically have the battle scars of actually proving out what techno, how the technology worked, what didn't work, what prevented it from scaling in these different applications are really authentic about talking about what the struggles are. And I think I, I saw that as one of the differences. And, and to add to that, I, you know, I love the fact that, you know, HP and Dendrite had a booth together, you know, a startup and, you know, or not. <laughs> but um, what I was going to say is I like the fact that you have, you know, an established company working with a startup and really trying to do something that is quite different than what we've seen before. And so I didn't get to see all the sessions, but, you know, I went by the booth and learned a little bit more. And so, Anthony, I don't know if you want to say anything else because I thought it was. Well, I have to say something now, don't I? Um, <laughs> This is Anthony from HP. We're good friends. Michelle's a alumnus. How many people worked at HP here or are working in HP now? Ooh, excellent. Um, just a softball question to just to set you up, Anthony. So, yeah, for so, those at home, that was ninety percent of the people yeah, in this room. Yeah, no, <laughs> HP. Uh, it's a big company. Um, it's uh, so myself and some of my colleagues from HP, from a new group inside of HP, digital manufacturing software group. Um, we had committed to attend a mug uh, months ago uh, because we actually licensed Dendrite and we announced a new product back in the fall, which is a, a universal build manager uh, that's specifically geared towards automation, very high volume automation type solutions. So not something that you would expect, something like a Magix or a NetFab or, or a tool like that, but something different. And so it's built on top of the Dendrite kernel. Um, and just a, a quick plug for them, it's a an accelerated computational engine, the ACE engine. Think of it like Parasolids is to a CAD tool like SolidWorks, ACE is to our tool. And so it's kind of hard to demo an engine. Um, and so our front end application um, was a tool that they wanted to use to be able to uh, demonstrate some of the capabilities of that engine that you're going to hear more and more about in the future. So even though HP, like some of the big folks, the EOSs and Stratasys and Carbon and others that, that weren't able to to make it here to the show, we were still here uh, helping out Dendrite, um, a new up-and-comer in the industry. So uh, I will just tell you that I was incredibly impressed uh, with the event I thought it was um, definitely the best conference I've ever been to, period, in any industry. And I've been around a while. 
and uh, the the speakers were fantastic. The ability to meet with everybody. Uh, like David from Forecast and and others was really cool, and uh, I don't think I don't think it uh, it would have I don't think it took anything away that the big companies weren't here um, because there's been a lot of innovation, um, especially like SLM with their 12 laser machine. But uh, recently, and, and others, and Stratus is making announcements and 3D Systems and others. Um, but it, I think it made it a little bit more intimate. But I will say one thing, and that's this. For the people, when it's smaller, the people have a, a bigger voice. And for the yep. big companies, I think they sort of missed out by not being here because AMUG, the the attendees of this event, are the people who are most vocal and influential within the additive manufacturing community. And if you're not here to talk to them, then you miss out. And so I'm glad we were fortunate to be able to come and, and meet with a lot of folks. I think we benefited from it. So Great point, Anthony. That's Anthony Graves sharing the, uh, the microphone or my particular uh, profile here on Clubhouse for those wondering why my voice changed there but yeah we're both uh sharing a mic here so you'll hear a few different people under uh my uh, profile here talk that are here on stage without a uh, apple phone so uh anyhow um we did have roxanne join us on stage roxanne warren from link 3d roxanne how's it going hey everyone just fun what a great you know i caught you anthony the last part of what you were saying and i and i really agree i think the bigger OEMs really missed out. Um, but frankly, this was one of the best we've ever had and some of the, the best conversations with people. It, it was amazing. Can I ask a question based on that? Do, do, do we think, or does the panel think that, that, that the, the things like Rapid and Formnex later in the year, do you think they could learn something? I know I know this was kind of forced on AMA to an extent, but do they think you could learn a little bit about what the format looks like or or how do we think that would go? Hey, hey great. People have enjoyed um, it so much. You know? I just want to jump in real quick and then I promise I'm going to be quiet before the rest of the folks here throw stuff at me. Here's no, you're my not. opinion. Not that everybody wants to hear my opinion, but here's my opinion. I hope that those other events don't become uh, like a mug because, first of all, they're not going to be a mug. Second of all, um, then. <laughs> all of a sudden everybody's going to have to start going to 15 different events to have these important conversations. It's not manageable. Um, I think that those events form next, for example, is awesome. You get to see um, everybody in the industry. So if you're specking out what you're getting ready to invest in over the next couple of years, that's the place to go in Europe. uh, Although most probably a significant number of attendees are from the States, vice versa for rapid. Um, Those shows may be a little bit smaller this year if they can continue to happen um, because of COVID. But I think that those shows are more trade shows. And this is a conference where the objectives are different. So I personally hope it stays like that. Great points. Great points. Anyone else have opinions on uh, the differences between what's been going on and some of the trade shows in this one? No, I mean, I I think from my perspective, I I would absolutely agree with Anthony. I mean, and for those who may not really remember, this is not supposed to be a um, sales pitch type of uh, event, which is where you get your rapids and your form next, et cetera. And and so that's a great place for that. But, um, you know, it's, I'm, I'm agreeing. I, I, would rather this not ever turn into a rapid or form next ever. And, and I'm very grateful that AMUG works so diligently to prevent that from happening. So makes sense. Thank you so much, Roxanne. And we have Jennery who's just joined us on stage. And I know you have your own uh, podcast for uh, Latinx. And also, I got a good chance to hang out with you here. How was your experience this year, Jennery? Yeah, it was awesome. This is actually the first time I come to AMUG. Um, and I come from a chemicals background, so I've been to other chemical comp- uh, conferences, and I did get this feeling that it, it's a, a very tight-knit community, 
and everybody is so friendly and looking to really connect and advance the field of additive manufacturing, which is something very unique, I think, about the industry where people are really trying to collaborate to advance it. And and it's great because there isn't that huge competition. No, I think we all understand that there are many moving pieces in, in this uh, segment and we really need to collaborate and work together in order to fulfill the the potential of the industry. Couldn't agree more. Thank you for sharing. Uh, yeah, we have again, we're here at AMUG 2021 just doing a wrap-up of events, a kind of round panel conversation with the people in the room and outside of the room on Clubhouse. So glad to have people join us here. Anyone else uh, in regards to what their thoughts about uh, moving back uh, out of or- Orlando and going back into the normal facilities? We won't be coming back here next year. When was this? When, who made this decision? Was this all AMUG members made this decision? Oh, God, such yeah, a great city, I right? Such a fun that. time here in Orlando. I grew up here, spent 26 years of my life here, so uh, it's good to be back home again. I live in Austin, Texas now. Uh, but yeah, there's so many things to do in, in Central Florida in general, but we ended I think. Uh, Back to Chicago. Chicago next year? I mean, I think the only reason... Two years. Next two years. In Chicago. Next two years. There we go, Ben. Thanks for filling us in. So, yeah, it's not going to be Orlando, but uh, we had a good time while we're here. That's for sure. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's been an excellent event. Um, A lot of great things. The the, the Hilton's been great. Uh, Being hosted in here is wonderful. Even with all the sound issues we had getting set up, they were right there with us helping us out. Food's been good. Food's always good at uh, AMUG. Part of your your ticket price there. And, uh, yeah, just kind of uh, oh oh I saw someone making a gesture about drinks. So oh my yeah we were, we yeah, were told we were going to have beer and wine. Thing. I'm going to yeah, let I'm going to let it out. Where are the drinks? Yeah. Like, where's the wine? <laughs> where's the wine? We don't have any drinks in here. I could use some water right now. I could barely talk. <laughs> but, uh, we we should plug the Hilton because yes. people came in from all over the United States. Uh, I came in from Charlotte. Uh, was excited to be able to land and take off the mask, and then lo and behold, the county that we're in had a mask mandate, which the governor rescinded. Unfortunately, nobody got the the uh, the note notice about that. But um, the point is that H- the Hilton had people coming in from all over with different expectations, and I think they were they were very um, accommodating, incredibly professional, very nice, having to deal with folks like me and then nice folks or no they were awesome they were great the facility's been fantastic the service amazing people i have never been to a facility where that's been catered by the hotel where the people have been that professional just looking after all of the attendees across the entire facility that's why i'm sort of sad to see it leave and i think they've earned a spot maybe three years from now to get this event back because I don't know how anyone could provide better customer service than they have here at the Hilton. And the food was good. I, I, yeah. And it was warm when you got it. And yeah, I, I totally agree. Yeah, the, the only thing I, I, I didn't like about it being here is the uh, sweltering heat. <laughs> dinner last, the dinner last night outside. But there was a, a killer and a lazy but river like and a hot tub. So come yeah. on now. That's right. <laughs> we do have That's to say right. what the, last night was it about, what, what, what we did. Ah. And. Last night, our, really our, our evening dinner was a uh, hangout casino night type of a dinner where you could hang out uh, and uh, gamble fake money and uh, win, win some uh, fun prizes. You mean the Bitcoin we all won is not real? Oh, well, we weren't supposed to share about the Bitcoin we all have now. Well, Everybody's got a $45,000 token. Taking about those resignations <laughs> they wins. emailed in last night. Yeah. Everybody wins. I thought those were tokens I was using at the blackjack table. <laughs> you me they're not? <laughs> 
we we have someone else that just joined us on stage. Justin, how you doing, buddy? Good to see you up there. Justin Levy is uh, just joined the stage. Uh, how you doing? Hey, 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 I'm doing pretty good. Just been busy with school and hanging out and coming to listen. Yeah, so hey, real quick, buddy, um, why don't you tell the, the room uh, what you're doing? Because, uh, you know, our, the next generation is a big part of 3D printing. And I know you've been in the online groups. And if you have a minute to tell everybody what you're up to, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so I'm a junior in high school right now. And uh, I love making and pretty much doing anything that I can with 3D printing, electronics, and I'm working on a couple projects, working with Paul, this guy named Paul on an open source smartwatch that has a 3D printed case. And so I'm working on some of the code for that right now. And it's, it's been tons of different projects, just the hack the machine a couple weeks ago. It's been it's been really awesome working with a lot of people in this community. Yeah, thanks for sharing Justin. that. You know, we had Evan here uh, with the Cocoa Press handing out the uh, chocolate cards. If anybody had a chance to get that, that was amazing. See a lot of heads uh, nodding over here. But oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was another gentleman, that uh, young man, I should say, that was in our online group and decided to come here. Um, so um, it's it's been good to have some of the Build Volume crew uh, here at uh, AMUG. And I see Ro- Rohit in the house. So I don't know if you had anything to share, buddy. Good to have you here. Oh, thank you. I jumped up uh, mostly to tell Justin to use this as his opportunity to pitch uh, Anthony and Ben on getting him free printing done. Well, Anthony has run off, but Ben's laughing. So, Ben, what do you think about that? <laughs> Depends what it is. Just reach out. We'll have a look. Thank you. Thank you. Thank and you. I see Rohit is uh, shuffled <laughs> off stage after making that comment. Okay. All right. All Mike, right. Hey, Adam, one more thing real quick for um, everyone, just more of an FYI. I happened to be in the uh, bar area, I guess it was Monday or Tuesday night. And because I'm equally as disappointed that we're moving this back to Chicago. Just, I mean, this, this whole experience has been amazing. But the representatives from the Chicago Hilton were actually on site for a couple days. That is true. Um, They've been here. Trying to understand, you know, what, what, how everything is going here and, and really taking best practices. The hope is they'll take best practices back to Chicago. So um, we'll see if they, we'll see what they learned, I guess, next year. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a part of the Hilton. Uh, they were actually here coming down from Chicago to rep and to talk to people and kind of let them know that. So they were just trying to learn for for us for next year. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Yes, yeah. yeah. So their investment is is full in, into us. Uh, and they even said for people holding events, so if anybody listening that uh, wants to reach out to the Hilton uh, in Chicago, they said uh, they're really um, giving some great uh, packages for our, our, our crew and uh, welcome us to do any business meetings up there. And uh, Hilton's been great. So yeah, looking forward to what they do for AMUG uh, in the next couple years, it sounds like. We'll have it up there. So good stuff. And uh, hey, uh, hey, Adam. So Sean Hopwood, from Dindrite has popped up on stage. Is he up there? Sean, oh my gosh. Welcome, buddy. Good to have you here. Hey, thanks for having this. This is a great uh, little gathering you guys have put together. Wish I could be there. Yeah, well, your yeah, team did a great say, job was, here. Was, so so I, I, I have a question about... Here, um, I was looking out, looking for you. <laughs> so I, I have a question about um, what it was actually shown on the at the event. So were there any significant either software or hardware companies that really uh, impressed the, the, the team there? Is anything that really stood out that we should pay attention to? Anybody? I did real quick. I did uh, two two uh, interview booth interviews because there wasn't uh, many uh, machines on the floor, especially machines that were running. But there there were a few, about a handful. 
Um, and there were two machines here. There was a Massive at 3D that has a, a new just Anthony. Yeah, what was, was your just, impressions about Massive? That was that was insane. Uh, they had unfortunately. Um, I mean, I think there was there was Massive it and Titan. Yep. Which were very Titan's similar. The next Titan Robotics was and out there too. Massivit is a is a company that was born from some of the folks that helped start Object, and so smart folks. And the the machine was very very impressive, a multi head sort of FDM uh, type machine with all new technology. I'm not using any of the current technology probably for stay away from patent infringements but really innovative stuff what was impressive was the quality of the things that they were doing in the size they were full scale like car seats um that yeah. didn't have to be put glued together um they had this incredible hawk which was polished and and uh and it's people a lot of things aerospace and automotive automotive applications and things but there are other industries like the media and entertainment industry that can benefit from tools like this where people that traditionally model makers um, and prop makers are going to start looking to leverage tools like these 3D uh, tools. So not necessarily that they're going to buy one, but company, and I know that David left, but from Forecast, but I could see somebody like Forecast buying a couple of those machines and then being a provider to uh, Hollywood um, for props because the resolution, it, it used to be you get these giant cheesy parts that were low res and uh, you'd have to be desperate. Um, to use it and they were very expensive now you're getting like really high res very large parts and i'm sure the cost isn't that expensive either so i, I was really impressed i agree with you they were they were a standout along with titan too yeah so. yeah massive it uh, actually it, uh, will be releasing two uh, booth videos that i did interviews inside of there for uh, massive it 3d and titan robotics so be on the lookout for those uh, with a little more information from them and a view of the machines uh but yeah they were actually running in there it was great to see them the massive it 3d uses a gel system so that's uh, they make their own materials and then the titan robotics team do something with pellets to uh for, for materials uh but both and they incorporate cnc work also in the machine so uh it's interesting to see those two uh combined in one machine and it was running there on the floor so yeah we'll have i'll have a little more information on a couple of videos coming out i did in their boots but interesting to see that again uh there weren't many machines but those were neat to see the other thing was and i i hate to use the wrong acronym uh because i don't know but there were companies like envision tech uh lux creo um i don't want to leave anyone out that was in that particular particular type of SLA type machine. The uh, the death of SLA, I think, is premature. <laughs> they say the death of SLA. And the reason these materials people are coming out with, I saw the parts that they were producing in the times that they were producing them in. It's incredible. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, and it, it used to be a joke when there were only like three or four processes back in the day um, that you know, if you needed a, a part that didn't melt in the backseat of your car on the way home from work, you got it made in FDM and ABS. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, the part was going to be worthless. Um, certainly, and now people are printing, um, printing like dental aligners that are, you know, crystal clear, beautifully, you know, geomet geometrically perfect. Very, very impressive stuff. Um, and engineered type parts as well. So, and there are, you know, so there's a lot of innovation going on. And that's what struck me too. None of the companies that I saw here slacked off during COVID. Yeah. They really have done some impressive things. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the fall because the trade show season is coming around. And I do want to see all those other machines that people announced in the last couple of weeks and a flurry of announcements probably before AMUG intentionally. I want to see those. And uh, so I'm excited. I think this is a perfect time um, of year. And, uh, and it's warm enough in Chicago. I know they're not going to have any... Uh, 
bourbon trail um what are the lazy river parties up in chicago but uh hey you gotta you gotta come to a mug if you want to find out what that's all about and you must be 21 in the united states to consume alcohol there you go no that's a great great point in public i'd love to throw out a question um you know we're all pretty heavily on the polymer side here except for ben um, and so I throw a question out to Ben and see same question essentially like did you see anything on the metal side that was super um, I, interesting? Again, right? I think it just comes back to uh, the amount of validation that people are doing, and and I guess it wasn't necessarily a solution that I saw. The the problem that I heard people talking about was a back to standards, still saying that we don't have good enough standards. Which I mean, most of the people who come to AMUG are not the type of people who want to spend hours and hours like in detail talking about standards. And I, I had more people having conversations with me about that this week than, than I have prior because uh, they feel or people feel in the industry like they're wasting time doing a validation for customer A, a validation for customer B, a validation for customer C, and they want to get past that and have some standards that they can really recognize and look at. And the and the second thing is and that was a key theme that I heard was with all the rise of various software and MES type businesses, for example, right? We're we're still missing that data connectivity all the way through the metals process, right? We still have design separated from materials, separated from machines, separated from post processing, and I think that over the next you know the next twelve months, twenty four months, there has to be big strides in standards and 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 it may even just be standards for data, right? How do we, how do we, uh, you know, what APIs can we use so we can link everything together? Because unless we can get control of those variables, uh, we can't really have standards, right? We can't really have that validated process. This is a problem. I mean, the the good news for the additive manufacturing industry is all these problems. Most of them have been already solved in subtractive injection molding and stuff. So, um, you know, I, I make the observation that as someone that's relatively new to additive, you know, the last maybe seven, eight years, I, it always amazes me where additive tries to solve the, these traditional problems in some new and amazingly creative way. And it's, it's validation is validation. Why would you try to create a new way to validate something unless you make it smarter? Like you, for example, the recipes are built into the data and it's in man readable so you can print out the data and you have your documentation, which we talked about in one of the sessions uh, earlier this week. And so there's talks about like connectivity. I was going around talking to a bunch of the OEMs. On on the uh, metal side, I would like to find out what you thought about the folks at Exact with their smaller metals machine, which is pretty sweet. I from from the parts that I saw coming off of it, but there was a talk about standardizing on uh, you know either OPC UA. Some people talked about MT Connect. I'm not going to make a comment about that, um, but I just encourage everyone to go look at the success of that standard over in the subtractive world and, and, and count how many variations of that standard, which by itself means it's not a standard there are. Um, but OPC UA is an example where hopefully a lot of the companies are, are coming around. I know there's a standards committee in Germany that's working aggressively with most of the major OEMs to try to make that happen, but it's a good point. And it's also security, DRM, all those other aspects you're talking about. I think I think ASDM are generally doing a, doing a really good job of driving that. And there's the uh, their conference in I think it's November time 
can't remember where it is, but they also have a recent uh, Dino Award winner that joined ASTM. So yeah, yeah, shame. Shane Collins won a Dino Award this year. Unfortunately, he's he's uh, unfortunately his uh, his blackjack is uh, is not as good as his uh, casino. And I did not. I, I didn't do well either. I won like about uh, nine hundred thousand dollars in tickets and zero wow. table prizes. So wow, yeah. It really wow. uh, bum me out, but uh, yeah, I'm a sore loser. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we brought up some of the conference um, tracks. You know, some of the sessions. Uh, let's talk about some people's favorite sessions. They said, and um, you know, I moderated a panel on the DD uh, um, uh, with a bunch of uh, great, great knowledge. Uh, Norse Titanium, of course. Uh, Carl Johnson, over 40 years in aerospace, program manager that now has been uh, at Norse heading up additive. Uh, really good insight from him on the, the DD process, along with Yash Bandari from Meltio. And then uh, the third, third one was Lucas Brewer uh, from Optimec talking about their different processes. So uh, that was one I, I enjoyed, but I also uh, visited a lot of different sessions going on. Uh, one of them that was interactive. I like to have interactive sessions instead of people just up there uh, talking from PowerPoint. But uh, So what are some of y'all's favorite uh, sessions you actually attended uh, while here? Anyone? So I, um, I, I, with my role here this week, I didn't get much chance to get out to sessions. Um, and so, you know, I got out to a few. But one of the things I really want to say is that Todd Grimm, in the initial keynote, doing the highlights and insights, and, you know, he was talking to me about it the night before, and he, he learns. He, he literally memorizes all of the vendor's insights and highlights and all this sort of stuff. So he's not reading off a PowerPoint. He's just you know, riffing on stage and, um, he does, he just does such a, a damn good job. And I just wanted to sort of bring that up because he's awesome at it. Yeah. Todd's awesome. Definitely. And he's got a great hey, sense of humor. The, the other, uh, the other one that I, or actually there were a few, but kind of going back to the API integration being, you know, at 3d control systems, that's, you know, one of our biggest challenges working with different OEMs, but I heard it over and over in different panels, including the panel I was speaking on. And I'm glad to see that there is a standards committee looking, you know, looking to, to progress that forward. But that, that is a theme. And then there was two, the IOT and then the MES, uh, two sessions that talked about it. And then I heard it over and over. And I was going to bring up the MES session. I only caught the first part. Uh, and, and I saw Michelle there from 3d control systems and uh, is it systems yeah i want to make sure i got that right um because they've evolved it they're they're in the midst of an evolution at the company um the gentleman and i can't recall his name and i want to mispronounce it but from three year mind was up there there was shane from link 3d uh there was was it don from Inter alexander donadu ah alexander yes he's very suave and uh he came, he made a good point, which helps, I think, put everything into perspective. And it was like, ooh. And he said, um, you know, there's, there are a lot of MES companies here, but we're all competing against, not ourselves, we're competing against Excel, the Excel spreadsheet. And he's, he is. So true. What's that? I love that. Dead on. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, uh, there's a lot of opportunity, and he's a thousand percent right. And I would argue people, technology, software companies are competing against Excel three by five index cards, whiteboards on walls. They call the whaling walls in a lot of manufacturing companies. There's so much room for opportunity for automation. And we, we have conversations about doing uh, data science and analytics 
and the companies that are even in a position to have enough data to analyze is less than like 5%. So hopefully one thing that I am encouraged by, the traditional manufacturers sort of had to learn that over time. And I would like the additive manufacturers, and I think most of them are the successful ones. Our forecast is, is an example of one. Um, GoProto is another that I'm familiar with, and ZigZag over in Europe, um, others, where uh, they, they've come, many of them from that industry, they've brought that knowledge and experience over, and they're really leading the way. Hopefully, the new up-and-coming businesses that start out in additive, born additive, don't try to recreate the wheel, but they look at the people that have done it right. Um, and I think that's one thing from the software companies they looked, and I see a lot of stuff that is leveraging years and years of experience from traditional manufacturing, so we're not starting you know, from scratch, so that's good. Great points. Great points. Kristen, how, how do you feel about it? Kristen is, is done with a mug at this point. I believe she's in her car well, on I have, way down to <laughs> South Florida at the moment. No. If you haven't, if you can't tell, I've lost my voice, so um, it's a, a sign, I think, of a successful A-mug is when... You get to the end of the week and you have no voice left. That is true. Andrew, how was the, any of the sessions that you might have attended or what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, so uh, it was interesting what you guys were saying as far as a process versus printers, right, um, as kind of a theme for the week. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from AMUG being a first-timer is, like, having users around you. You know, it's not that marketing story that you're seeing from the big OEMs at trade shows, Right where you're actually talking about the back end and the front end of like what it takes to actually have a successful application. I'm biased, but uh, my boss's uh, presentation this afternoon on uh, traditional manufacturing combined with additive, so um, welding uh, printed parts together um, with different, different manufacturing to extend the boundaries of AM. We don't, we don't think of AM having boundaries, but it, there is, right? And um, so just being able to see people's uh, light bulbs go off on like seeing how that that marriage can happen between the traditional and, and um, additive and when you're talking about um, like focusing on things that like leveraging on what has been used in other industries I think at least in the standards and different things like that I think of like PPAP for automotive different things like that a lot of it you can leverage the same thing uh, but you can't throw the same document, right? And so we we find that a lot with our customers. Of they just throw the same document, and it's like half of this stuff doesn't apply to additive. You know, there's it, it's the same thing, but it's a different thing that you're looking at. So just you know, you know, using using what works, but making it so that it it's applicable to additive. Yeah, the dirty secret that I like to spread um, whenever I get the opportunity is that people look at additive as a squirrely process and people say well we can't validate that and certify that for aerospace we can't validate and certify that because the data under you know the data and the geometry and this and chemistry and i'm just going to tell you right now if you think that that the cnc processes which i would say i can't even imagine how they could be optimized any more than they are or more well documented are any less squirrely I mean, you literally have got to lock every single part of that digital that digital communication all the way down to a, to the bit in a spindle, an end mill in a spindle, to guarantee that. I mean, what happens when you're 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 optimizing for tool wear? The machine is changing the code. 
that is going to run the servos. And so um, that's what I, when I'm talking to people that are talking about doing the standards for additive, I'm like, you have to be realistic. Because if you don't want to be realistic, then people can come over and start pulling the pulling the uh, the, the the wool off of all of these these uh, urban legends around uh, validation. It's like you got to do the best you can do, and I think additives gotten a bad rap in some cases. Early on, it deserved it. I mean, people were it's it's still developing, but CNC technology was was developing you know every year um at a, at a rapid rate for probably 20 years until recently so um but you're right the documentation i think a lot of smart people and the, I, I one of the things i heard was a lot a lot of the sessions people coming up with ideas for more sessions i don't know if you could have a two-week egg mug if anybody could survive it you might have to go home and come back next month well, <laughs> yeah. i think that well, was there's actually there's a lot of topics of that you can talk about that need to be talked about I think that was one of the things I'd actually, one of the few things I didn't like about this week is it felt like there was a lot more presentations that were an hour long, you know, and I feel like we could have easily made them all 30 minutes to get more content in. And um, I think hours, hours a bit long when we're this tired. (laughs) But I want to go back to what Andrew was saying. And actually, Anthony, you were, you were saying the same thing. I mean, when I first learned how to program a CNC machine, 20 over 20 years ago, 10 years ago, ago, um, (laughs) it's very different than how it works today. Very, very different. And I like the fact that Andrew and his company have combined traditional technology with additive and then with your software team. And I think that that three pronged approach in this industry is, is really what's going to win at the end of the day. And those of, those of us who are in just additive and using all the learnings from the years in traditional manufacturing, because it didn't start out perfect either. No one was able to do PPAP, you know, right off the beginning or VMV or any, you know, verification and validation from the very beginning. It, it started slowly and it just has exploded in the last like, you know, 10 years, 20 years or whatever. And now we have what we have with traditional manufacturing and additives the same way. We're going to see the same curve. Now, how do we accelerate it? I think all of us being here sharing our learnings and, you know, about each other, but continuing to to grab the learnings from before is important. So what do you guys think about... Um, Your voice is really... Is it quiet? Can you hear yeah, me now? Yeah, it's quiet, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, what do you guys think about, like, when we're talking about standards, right, with, with additive versus CNC, additive has a story behind the product a lot more than a CNC does, right, in terms of, of enablement or uh, something cool or shiny, different things like that. When you talk about standards, um, I was talking to some people, and it sounds like most of the companies are still doing the same standards kind of development. It's not like how he described it is it's not a bunch of 3D printing nerds. We're ready for production in some cases, right? And it's like they're doing it on the back end because it's specific to their product, and it's, it's kind of a niche you know, behind each individual application versus, you know, say a CNC where it's like, we're cutting metal. It's you know, like what your what are your thoughts on that in terms of standards per product within a company versus industry standards? Real quick, I, I wanted to link something I heard here from uh, Hans Longer. I don't know who was talking about that earlier with me, but you know, he was talking about how there's all these machines out there now, and and it's uh, they're just then all of a sudden we 
try to throw applications in the machine, you know, and it's, uh, it's about the time that we start to, you know, build a machine around an application, you know, and, and, uh, that might be, that's the kind of billion dollar investment, uh, to build a machine that's specifically made for one application, sort of like there's, you know, all type of normal machine out, out there that's built specifically for an application. That's where we need to be going forward in the future. And I think that's where things get more standardized when you lock down that application on the machine, obviously. So uh, it'll be interesting going forward to see that whole um, part of our uh, industry take off because I believe that is the future. And I know we're wrapping up. we got about five minutes left in this session. Um, but uh, I don't know if I changed your uh, question there. But does anybody want to talk a little bit about what their thoughts are about the future of AMUG, the future of our industry, wrapping this up? Hey, Adam, real quick before we jump in there, um, I do want to share something. Sure, uh, definitely. Uh, we had a quality it was a it was a weird kind of a quality workshop um, earlier this week that turned out to be incredibly successful and I won't go into a lot of detail because I'd like to that allow was the interactive to session enter. I was referring to that was awesome yeah and no thank you I appreciate that um, but the I think the point for everyone here is we're going to be doing several things from that we're going to be um, publishing a white paper that AMOG will actually publish um, and share all of the amazing knowledge that was um, shared by the fifty plus participants um, in. That and then ASTM is going to take the feedback from that, and also for those who don't know what standards are out there from ASTM, tie the, the risks that were identified, risk mitigation strategies that were identified to the standards that are already out there, and or the working uh, groups that are currently working on standards to help educate the industry on you know uh, understanding how to navigate risk and risk mitigation. So be on the lookout for that. It'll be a, probably a few months before we get it out, but anyway, just wanted to share that with the team. Tell you that was a great session and I know that that session was always also asked to reproduce at Rapid from what I heard. So uh, I know uh, by then I'm sure it'll be a, because you guys threw that together really well in a really quick amount of time and uh, like to see that a little bit more refined and, and uh, when we get to Rapid, uh, have another session like that, it'll be great. Yeah, there we're definitely having conversations with um, ASTM to reproduce it in both rapid and potentially uh, form next in both digital and, and in-person uh, format. So more on that to come. Thank you, Roxanne. Well, we're getting close to the top of the hour with three minutes left. I'd like to thank everyone who has been joining us. Any any last uh, comments uh, from the circle here? We'll start to my left, Ben. No, only final comment is that I think that, you know, this community is is really shown how uh, people coming together can have an impact, right? And I, it's always been the best thing about AMUG, right? The the social times, the, the breaks in between the sessions as much as anything else. And I'm just glad to be back out on the road and able Amen. to see people, right? It's, I got... So um, with our company's travel approval process, we only got approved by on Thursday last week, you know, to actually be able to come out. So, uh, so yeah, really happy to be here and... Uh, and so ha- so happy to meet everyone and see everyone. Definitely. Thanks for joining. How about you, Rachel? How are you feeling over there? Oh, I'm sort of kicking back with my sunglasses on right now. Um, so uh, I'm not, I've got nothing deep like Ben does, um, but uh, just looking to the future, I just think we're going to see a ton more startups in the industry and a shit ton of acquisitions. The 3D Systems went and announced two acquisitions this morning. Right. So we ju- I think we're just going to see that just – just build and build and, and mushroom, right? Over the next couple of years, it's going to be crazy. Yep, Andrew. Now I'm off mute. No, I, I don't really have anything uh, too much. Um, one other one other cool product that I saw was in the BSF booth for the Hilo shoe. 
Um, that's that's launching on Monday. Um, so it's a completely added, well, additive and traditional uh, put together, but it's a pretty cool product. Sure is. Kristen, still here? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think I just want to second what Ben said really about, um, you know, I think it's really nice everyone getting together. Um, I think we've had, you know, I've met more people over the last year um, over Zoom than I've ever met in in-person events. And that's been really cool. It's been awesome, um, I, you know, because you have a lot more access to it. Um, but I forgot how valuable events like this can be in terms of, um, accelerating and advancing innovation. And I think we're coming out of it with, you know, I think the 3D printing industry has got a lot of momentum right now, um, from, you know, all the money that's getting invested, you know, all of the exposure we got through PPE type stuff. Um, and I just, I think this, this, that, uh, how important it is for us to get together to start to really capitalize on that momentum. Couldn't agree more. Michelle, how about yourself? You know, I, I love the intimate discussions and like, you know, I talked to Roxanne several times in the past and it was the first time that I actually met her in person. Mm-hmm. So those, those kind of discussions and I love, you know, it's great. And, and uh, she helped me out with some stuff and, and, uh, and then others that I just hadn't seen. And, you know, there's that yearning for connection with people. And so that's the first thing. The second one is just seeing all the technology emanate to, you know, coming through, you know, through COVID. If there's some positivity coming out of COVID, it's the fact that there's a lot of new technology out there that's coming forward. And I think we're going to see more as we go, you know, towards the end of the year. Um, people buckled down, it looked like, and invested in R&D, and then, um, and then this M&A activity. Do more. Anthony, let's real, real quick, I want to go real fast, real fast. Um, a plug, BASF Coatings. I, I, I haven't heard anybody mention That was awesome. Um, I'm not an expert in that area by any means, but I was really impressed. I saw stuff I'd never seen before that are going to extend the applications in additive and coatings is huge in traditional manufacturing. So that was interesting. I'm looking forward to learn more about that, particularly this fall. Also, um, like the other, the other presenters here, uh, I was walking by the first, first day I was here, Zach, Zach Holcomb, was walking by. Yep, got my picture with that. I mean, the guy's like, he, he, he's like a celebrity, and all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, we online. You see, um, because we haven't had a, been able, since we most of us have not been able to travel, um, everyone follows people to sort of find out what's going on and stay connected. Um, and uh, so it was really cool. And uh, I just thanked them for doing it because it takes a lot of time to uh, and dedication and commitment to do it for the rest of the folks out there that are doing those um, vlogs and, and YouTube channels. Keep it up. We, we all appreciate it. Even if we're not messaging you um, <laughs> uh, on your videos, keep up the good work. And uh, because it really does, um, I think, do a lot for the industry. So, yeah, I've had a, a podcast going this whole pandemic, uh, you know, and had Anthony on there. That's where we first Kristen met. on there. Yeah, we've, had, we've all been uh, uh, virtual everything, man. So, yeah, it's it's, it's been wild, um, but it's been a pleasure to, to meet everybody and do those things virtually and then to see them live now. It's been wonderful. But again, um, we're here at AMUG 2021, and this is a wrap up of the events. Again, this was sponsored by Dean Dre, So thank you very much for doing that. And uh, thank you all for joining us. We're going to be signing out now. Thank you very much. Thank and, you. And uh, have a good one. Thanks, Adam. Thank you, Adam. Yep, yep. yep. Thanks, Adam.